Welcome to the Business Chef Podcast, where we learn from the best about the business side of the food service industry. Do you make food? Then let us help you make money doing it. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food Make Money on Instagram or Facebook, or email us info at businesschef.org. Hello and welcome to the Business Chef Podcast with me, Chef Sean Boucher. Thanks for tuning in on another Monday to Make Food, Make Money. I am a big fan of being able to be well-rounded, being able to have experience, being able to really cut your teeth in a lot of different ways with a lot of different experiences. And it sounds like I'm not the only one. My good friend, Anthony Audet is here. He is here talking about his experience of going from Michelin star restaurants to working with Jack in the Box and doing so many great things with them. Food manufacturing is an interesting, interesting position. There's a lot of, there's a lot of science. There's a lot of art to it, but there is a lot of science. And I think that the industry has changed and grown and evolved in a way that has provided more opportunities for those who maybe want to get into that side of the business. So without further ado, my good friend, Mr. Anthony Audet. I started in the restaurant business uh, when I was 17 years old. And my first job was a dishwasher at Denny's. And uh, I didn't have any aspirations for, for a culinary career at that point. I just needed a job so I could afford to play golf. That was my passion when I was a, a teenager. And uh, the culinary just took over as my passion. Um, one day I got a call when I was still a dishwasher and they're like, cook didn't show up. I need you to come in and cook right now. Uh, okay. And I went in and it was terrifying and it was awful. And uh, by the end of the shift, I was like, okay, I don't want to dishwash anymore. I only want to do this. And uh, that's where it all started from. After that experience, I decided to go to culinary school. I went to Johnson and Wales in Providence, Rhode Island. That was an amazing experience. Made lots of good friends. I'm actually uh, friends with a lot of my chef instructors still. And a lot of the moves I've made in my career stemmed from those relationships and people they knew and getting referrals. And Johnson and Wales is also what afforded me the opportunity to moved to England. I went there first as an intern through the culinary program. And then after I finished school, I went back and uh, was the sous chef at a one Michelin star restaurant. I was there for right around two years and I couldn't get my work permit renewed. So that's what brought me back to the United States. I kind of bounced around the United States. I was a chef de cuisine at a restaurant in uh, Oregon. I was I worked at a seafood restaurant in Maine as the chef there. After that, I ended up being a private chef for a family down in Florida. And that job is what 
led me to meeting the people that got me into food manufacturing, which is what I've been doing for the last 15 years, minus a couple of years where I owned my own restaurant. But uh, the bulk of my career has been in uh, food manufacturing, product development. Um, and there's also a few years where I was doing product development for a major restaurant brand, which was Jack in the Box. Oh, man. I <laughs> I totally think that we need to title the episode from <laughs> from Michelin star to Jack in the box. Oh man, that's awesome. You have a really unique, really cool background. So I'm curious because I think a lot of people when they hear this are going to say, wow, that's cool. Um, I wish, I wish I could do that. So if you could go back in time and you could tell your young self, Hey, this is what you should do. This is what you shouldn't do. You know, what advice do you have for the up and coming culinary generation? My advice is to get as much varied experience as you can when you're young. So to me, if you are either choosing to go to culinary school or choosing to skip that step and go right to working in restaurants, when you are young, you should be working for a different chef probably once a year. Uh, I'd say probably for the first few years because everybody does things differently. Everybody has different techniques. They have different approaches. They have different management styles. And when you're young, you need to be a sponge and you need to learn as much as you can in order to someday have the perspective to put those pieces back together and develop your own style and understand what you're passionate about. Oh man, I just totally agree with almost everything you're saying there because like, oh, there are so many things that, you know, coming up, you get to see so many different management styles. You get to see so many different ways that you either want to do things or don't want to do things. And man, yeah, you just don't get it any other way than really having to just put your feet in the fire and, and really experience it firsthand. Um, I'm curious though, you said you were working for a family and then you went into food manufacturing. So talk about that. Cause that's, that's a unique, <laughs> unique transition. <laughs> that, that progression is, it's a strange story. I'd worked with this family for um, two winter seasons in, in Palm beach. There's, there's people that live there during the winter that don't live there during the summer. So I worked for them during the winter season the season was coming to a close. I had decided that I didn't want to come back the following year. So I didn't really have anything planned. As an exit, I uh, ended up playing golf with one of the other gentlemen that worked for this family. And he invited his neighbor, who invited one of his friends, to make the foursome. And the friend that his neighbor invited was the general manager of a sauce manufacturing plant in Florida. So I ended up meeting somebody just through a random occurrence on a golf course that less than a month later turned into me working for Cargill 
working on custom developing sauces and salad dressings for them. Oh man, I love those, love those chance meetings. So what is it about food manufacturing that you, you kind of got a taste for? What, what is it that made you want to stick with it? It's a, it's a new challenge um, several times a day. When you're taking what we call a gold standard recipe, something that uh, a chef would come up with in the kitchen and trying to figure out how to replicate that 10,000 pounds at a time, it, it takes a lot of like thinking and, and coming o- overcoming challenges. And it was just a really mentally challenging process. And we didn't do that just, you know, one time a day. We had several customers, and each customer would have several projects going on at the same time. And each project could be five to 15 different sauces. So we were working on dozens of different products all at the same time. And it was just a really mentally challenging job, which I appreciated the, the, the deep thinking that needed to happen. And that's what I really fell in love with because a lot of the, the things that I enjoyed about being in restaurants, uh, I'd say not, weren't necessarily sustainable as you start to get older. Like I loved the pressure and the stress and, and pushing through it and having like immediate feedback on the things you were creating. But at a certain point, I mean, I went to the point where I was almost burnt out. It, it just, uh, it was, it wasn't the same level of passion that I had when I was younger. So this allowed me to still be creative, still get to, you know, get in deep, think, think about process, think about flavors, think about flavor development. How do I take this from a frying pan to, you know, a 500 gallon steam jacketed kettle. Well, and you obviously have been prepared through your experiences in all these different avenues and and segments of the industry. You just had a really well-rounded knowledge. And so you were able to be prepared for some of these mental challenges. I'm curious because there's a lot of people out there who are probably listening to this and thinking, you know, I I think this is me. This sounds like me. This sounds like something I want to do or something I want to get into or look into. So what advice do you have for people who maybe want to get into food manufacturing or somebody who wants to pursue a career similar to yours? What advice do you have for them? How can they prepare themselves for these jobs when they come available? And and where do they look for them? You know, just give us some insights. So there's several options now that weren't uh, necessarily available when I made the switch. Um, colleges now, there's some that have a degree called culinology, right? So it's a mix of culinary arts and food science. So you can actually make this decision when you're in college now. That I wasn't aware of that back then, and I'm pretty sure it hadn't been launched yet. Uh, there's a industry association that a lot of the research and development chefs are part of, and that's just called the Research Chefs Association. That's a good place to start getting involved. They have regional events all across the country. And a lot of the chefs that are uh, 
in research and development and product development and food manufacturing now are still active in the American Culinary Federation. So I'd say if you have interest in getting into the manufacturing side, it would be best to be active in the, the culinary-related associations that are in your neighborhood. And that's the first place to start. I just couldn't agree with you more. I, I think that networking, building your reputation out there, um, you know, really getting a sense for, you know, talking to and learning from people who have, who have been in those positions or done those things, man, it's just such a, such an important thing. So chef, we appreciate your time today. We're grateful to have you here, uh, providing some insights for those who are maybe looking at either getting into this, this, uh, profession or looking to maybe change careers or looking to evolve into different roles. We appreciate your insights. And for all of those listening out there, Thank you for listening and uh, look forward to connecting with you. We'll see you next week. Hey, thanks for sticking around. Be sure to share this podcast with your friends, family, co-workers, or anyone who's interested in making food and money. And when you get a second, give us a review. It really helps us get the word out as well as letting us know how we're doing. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food, Make Money on Instagram or Facebook. Or email us, info at businesschef.org.